Welcome to episode four of Oh Shoot. Now, I think it's quite fitting that it's episode four since I'm going to be talking about episode four of Loki called The Nexus Events. And honestly, I just need to start off by just saying, holy shit. Holy shit. Oh my God. I think this may be one of my favorite episodes of the season. And I would say episode three was, it's still my top favorite, but you know, I we'll see what happens with the next two episodes, which honestly is so sad to consider. I cannot believe this show is going to be over in a couple weeks. I'm not ready to say goodbye, but you know, fingers crossed season two, I think this show, the way that it's formatted and the way that it's going. It's one of the shows that could very easily have another season while still being a, you know, it doesn't need to go on for, you know, like six seasons or anything. Just one or maybe up to three seasons would be really, really nice. But wow, so many moments throughout this episode literally had me yelling. I messaged so many friends, messages that absolutely made no sense. It was just me hitting random letters on the keyboard and hitting send because I was just freaking out a lot. But wow, so much to talk about. So many things happened. So you know what? Let's just, let's just launch right into it. Now, we started off with seeing a young Sylvie in her timeline in Asgard. She is just playing with, you know, just she's just playing with some toys. She's a kid, right? But she is so rudely interrupted by the TVA, which is led by Ravona, who at this time is not a judge, but she is Hunter A23. Which also leads to the question of, at what point did she become the judge? You know, at what point did she get, you know, promoted? But anyway, the bigger question really is, why is Sylvie being taken? What, what happened or what did she do that led to her just being taken from her timeline and having that be reset? So, you know, she's taken to the TVA, but she eventually, she does escape, thank goodness. But it's so sad to see this happen to her because, you know, she was just a kid, you know? She's young. She's a child. Why, why was she taken like this? And it's even more heartbreaking to just know that she's been alone for so long. You know, up until the moment when she, you know, eventually meets Loki and we see her within the show. It's really, really sad to consider. 
But after this, we see Loki and Sylvie again on Lamentis. You know, we have the apocalypse going on. Things are a little tense, but they share a moment as they watch the world burn. And I thought it was really funny seeing the shot we saw in the promo of them talking together as they're looking out. Because I remember when the trailer and the photos had first come out, everyone was losing their minds. They were like, oh my god, Loki's talking to Natasha on Vormir. But, you know, that's not the case. (laughs) And I remember there was still little bits of logic coming through saying like, no, you know what? It's probably him talking to Lady Loki, not Natasha. Because, you know, why, why would Natasha be there? Why? Would they go through the route of him talking to her on Vormir? Especially since they don't really have much of a relationship or that much of a connection throughout the franchise. You know, we the most we've seen them interact literally was in the Avengers. And there really is no real reason of kind of bringing them back together. So, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> it was an interesting theory, but... Lady Loki made more sense. So now when we see it, you know, it's Sylvie on Lamentus. It all worked out and it was perfect. I loved it. But they are totally thinking they're going to die. I mean, I would too. But then some doors open and the TVA gets them back where they, you know, belong. And they are promptly arrested once more. They have their collars put on and they are separated for interrogation. Loki's a little insulted that uh, (laughs) Sylvie (laughs) has more people taking her in than him. But, you know, that's Loki for you. Now, something I definitely want to mention before really launching into anything else is the acting within this episode. Because, again, I'm going to say it. Holy shit. Wow, it is incredible. Uh, Tom Hiddleston completely blew it out of the water. He is, he, I mean, in general, he is a phenomenal actor. Phenomenal. And the range of emotions that he provides through Loki, oh, wow. In this episode, in this episode alone, it's amazing. And it's Loki goes Loki goes through a lot in general, but the amount of times where we see him go through various emotions in this episode, wow, that's all I can say. In the words of Owen Wilson, wow. And speaking of Owen Wilson, he is amazing in this show. Amazing. I love Owen Wilson. I think he's also, you know, another great one, but goodness. In this episode as well, we see Mobius go through quite a bit and he learns the truth of the TVA. And I'll get into, you know, what happens to him a little later on, but he is another impressive one. And I absolutely, I remember thinking, oh, Owen Wilson within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Interesting, interesting. I'm open to the thought though. And I have never been more happy that he is a part of this universe now. 
And Mobius is definitely one of my favorite characters in Loki. And he's someone I now want to continue seeing within the MCU. You know, similar to how we saw Kate Blanchett in Ragnarok as Hela. I <laughs> was so happy to see her. I love her. Another incredible actress. But I'm definitely so sad when Hela died because, you know, that meant no more Kate Blanchett within the universe. But who knows? I mean, this is the MCU. You never know what could happen. Maybe she'll come back. Fingers crossed. I would be delighted to see her again. But unfortunately, I do have a feeling that this was a kind of a one and done situation. Now, Loki tells Mobius the truth. This is the truth that got revealed in episode three that all members of the TVA were actually variants who once had a life prior to their role within this world. You know, they had a life, they had a family, they had friends, you know, they had jobs, but their minds got erased and they were given these new roles. So they were reset. Now, Mobius, you know, he's basically like, okay, Loki, you're full of shit. And I mean, fair. I feel like I, if I was in his situation and Loki told me that, and also just knowing Loki, I probably wouldn't believe him either. But, you know, we know that's the truth. And that is basically the truth that I've been guessing since episode, episode one, when I was talking to Abby, who was on as my guest for that episode. And I brought up the theory that everyone at the TVA were used to be variants and that they were all created. They were all reset. And resetting means that your mind gets erased and you are given a job within the TVA. It's really sad to have that confirmed because it's really sad to think that they all had a life prior to the one that they know and they have no memory of it. They have no idea. Working at the TVA, being a part of the TVA is all they know. That is it. And that is really, really sad. But of course, you know, Mobius is like, yeah, no, I don't believe you. So moving on, we see Hunter B-15 take Sylvie and she asks her about the memories and, you know, when Sylvie got in her head. And Sylvie explains that she cannot create memories, but only bring existing memories forward. So what B-15 saw was a true memory. It was something that she experienced herself. It was her life. It was a little look back into what her life used to be. So now Hunter B-15 is realizing that they were all variants whose memories got erased by the TVA. She had a life prior to this. And she has this very emotional moment where the truth is just weighing down on her. And I mean, that's so fair. Could you imagine having that realization that you had a life prior to the one you know, knowing and realizing that your memories got erased? It's heartbreaking, honestly. Kind of going back, Mobius has a very interesting conversation with 
Ravona Renslayer. And you can see that he's trying to kind of dig in a little bit and, you know, get some form of truth from her. But, you know, Ravona's Ravona. She reads around the bush. She isn't quite direct or, you know, whenever she says something, she always brings it back to the timekeepers and how, you know, they're pulling all the strings and they're giving the last judgment, you know? So they basically go through the process of signing the papers, okaying the pruning of Sylvie and Loki. So while she is putting Sylvie's sword on the trophy case, Mobius does a little sleight of a hand and replaces his tempad with hers, takes Ravona's with him as he's leaving. And he goes to the archives and he's looking through her tempad and comes across the interrogation video of Hunter C-20, whom we saw in the previous episode. And through this interrogation video, he realizes that Loki was telling the truth. He was telling the truth and they are all variants. They all had a life prior to the TVA. They were plucked from their timeline and their minds got erased and all their memories got taken away from them. And they were clearly given a new persona. So what does Mobius do? He goes and frees Loki. As they're leaving, they are confronted by Ravona and a number of other hunters. He confronts her and says that he just wants to go back to where he's really from. You know, where he probably had a jet ski. We know Mobius's love for jet skis. And you know what? It's what he deserves. He deserves to have a jet ski. And if we don't see any sort of image or video of him with one by the end of the season, I'm going to be very upset about that. <laughs> but very, very suddenly, Ravona has him pruned, which is an incredibly shocking moment. It happened so suddenly. <laughs> it happened so suddenly. And I was watching this the episode with my friends and we all collectively screamed basically because it was not what any of us were expecting. And almost what makes it worse is that Ravona can't even watch this happen. She closes her eyes as he's being pruned and the look on Loki's face as he witnesses this. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, another incredible moment thanks thanks to Tom Hiddleston but holy shit <laughs> that's basically me throughout this entire episode is just saying holy shit so what happens next Loki and Sylvie are taken up to the floor of the timekeepers the timekeeper floor you know whatever it may be called I might have just forgotten my brain's a mess but anyway, they are taken up to see the timekeepers. And now we are finally seeing them. And frankly, <laughs> I thought they looked so dumb. We <laughs> I saw them and my brain was like, they kind of look like Muppets. I don't know. They definitely don't look real. And it really, it just furthered my theory that the timekeepers are not real. I've been saying this since the first episode. They're not real. I don't think they're real. I think it's a whole Wizard of Oz situation where, you know, you, you know, quote unquote, see them, but it's really someone else behind the curtain who's controlling, you know, the narrative, you know, 
they they're the true mastermind behind it all and anyway yeah i thought they looked so stupid and i was like i is anyone in this show believing that they're real it made me think like ravona you you see these three muppet looking guys and you think and you still fully believe that they're real or maybe you know the truth. Maybe you know that this is a ruse and that there is someone else kind of controlling everything. And maybe you know who they are. Who knows? Time will tell. Anyway, uh, they're on the floor and Hunter B-15 suddenly comes in, unlocks Loki and Sylvie's collars, throws Sylvie her sword, and we launch into a beautiful fight scene. Which ends with Sylvie cutting off one of the timekeeper's heads. And the other two just laugh, or maybe the person behind the scenes is laughing. Who knows? But it's it's a very strange laugh. But anyway, the head falls and she picks it up, and there's this realization they're not real. They're just androids. Which is a nice little throwback to Falcon and the Winter Soldier when Sam brings up the big three. (laughs) And what are the big three? Androids, aliens, and wizards. (laughs) So they're clearly androids here. But again, they're just decoys, you know? Maybe the timekeepers are real. Or maybe there's just simply a timekeeper. And I'm going to say, I've said it once and I'll say it again. I think it's Kang, Kang the Conqueror. It's got to be Kang. If it's not, I'm curious to see who it actually is. But I feel like there's a lot of references and it really is leading up to that. Anyway, they're kind of coping with this truth and wondering like, all of this happened to only learn that there are no timekeepers or that they're not real or that they're just decoys. And it's a lot. Get another emotional moment between Loki and Sylvie and as well, where he tries to explain his feelings for her. Because again, earlier in this episode, we learned that Loki likes Sylvie, which of course means that Loki has some feelings for a variant of himself with which is which is interesting and I wasn't sure if they were going to actually go this route but I mean when thinking about it I feel like it's a very low-key thing to fall in love with a version of himself but anyway they're sharing this very emotional moment when very suddenly Ravona gets up and she prunes Loki And let me tell you the way that I screamed with this happened. I was messaging my friends. I was like, not again. I was like, no, like, are you kidding me? Marvel, what are you doing to me? And all logic just went out of my mind because, you know, I've seen Loki die so many times, but not, you know, actually die that my brain couldn't process for a second that you know maybe he's not actually dead i was just like oh my god did i really just see loki die for the millionth time the answer is yes but wow 
Sylvie, the shock on her face when she sees this. Oh my goodness. I, I couldn't. Anyway, she unarms Ravona, and instead of killing her, Sylvie tells her that, you know, she's going to tell her everything. She's going to learn the truth, right? And then the episode ends. <laughs> Whew. Wow. But it doesn't end there because we get an end credit scene. Thank goodness for that, right? Now, we learn, we learn something very interesting through this end credit scene. And that is that when you get pruned, you don't die. It doesn't kill you. It sends you somewhere else instead. So we see Loki waking up and looking out to see New York destroyed. And this is what I'm assuming this is, is New York if the Avengers had failed in the first movie, if they failed to save um, the city. And in the back, you can see Stark Tower destroyed. And another really interesting kind of detail is the music that's playing in the background. And what we hear is Alan Silvestri's I'll Take That Drink Now. What else does Loki wake up to? Because it's not just a destroyed New York City. No, he wakes up to four versions of Loki looking at him. We have Richard E. Grant as classic Loki, whom we saw in Journey into Mystery number 85. We also have Jack Veal as Kid Loki, who first appeared in Thor 617. And then we have Diobia Opare as boastful Loki, who is wielding a variant Mjolnir, which I thought was really interesting. That was actually the first thing I noticed when I saw his character. I saw the hammer and I was like, oh, interesting. Then lastly, the final Loki variant that we see is Alligator Loki. <laughs> alligator Loki, who was wearing a tiny little Loki crown. I thought it was adorable. I loved it so much. And yeah, I, I know Loki's a little, probably a little confused to see all of them, as I'm sure many others are. And I don't know, it's very interesting. I'm excited to see what the next episode is going to look like and what's going to happen. But furthermore, I, it's giving me so much hope that Mobius isn't actually dead. And when he got pruned, he simply got taken somewhere else. And now I'm wondering if when you get pruned, if you all end up in the same place or if you end up in a location where other variants of yourself exist. So it's not just some one big, I don't know, world timeline or planet of pruned individuals, but it's like your own little section. So Loki, when he got pruned, he got pruned to the location where other variants of himself are. So maybe the same for Mobius happened. And, you know, that first individual that we saw in episode one get pruned, maybe he's in his own area of pruned versions, pruned variants of himself. So that, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> um, 
Wow. I'm so excited to see what the last two episodes give us. And I can't, God, again, I can't believe the show is ending. Oh my gosh. This episode was absolutely amazing. I went through 5,000 emotions watching it. Way too many emotions. And goodness, wow. I honestly, I don't even know what to say. This was insane. And while we, you know, I feel like some questions got answered, things got confirmed, like the uh, timekeepers not actually being real. But now there's even more questions of who is actually controlling everything, who's running everything, who is pulling the strings, who is the true puppet master. I still think it's Kang. Again, if it's not, I'm really wondering who it really is. Maybe we'll get a moment at the end of the season where, you know, he's like, you know, they pull a Thanos where he puts on the gauntlet and he's like, fine, I'll just do it myself. Maybe Kang has a similar moment like that where he's like, you know what? Guess I just have to deal with it all because you guys just created a big old mess. But wow. Um, another question I have that I really hope it's answered is why Sylvie got taken from her timeline. Because she does ask Ravona, she does ask her why she was taken, but Ravona being ugh, the complete bitch that she is, to put it frankly, she says that she does not remember, which I just think is so rude. But wow, I'm not ready for the show to end. I know. I don't think anyone's ready for the show to end, but yeah, that I think <laughs> that about sums up that about sums up my kind of thoughts in this episode. I thought it was absolutely amazing and I'm going to rewatch it several more times and I know I'm going to be watching a few other videos uh they where they talk about this episode just cuz I, I really love I love watching these videos. I love seeing what others notice that I miss. And you know what? I'll go ahead and I'll recommend two videos, actually. Uh, these are two that I've watched uh, that, you know, which is why I'm recommending them, of course. <laughs> but uh, Grace Randall from Beyond the Trailer, she does a really, really great video on episode four of Loki. And then the video from Nerdist. I love Nerdist. I'm obsessed with Nerdist. But yeah, they do another really great video on it. So I definitely recommend watching those because they both go through a lot of nice details and some really great theories about Loki. But yeah, that about sums it up. Thank you so much for listening. I, I mentioned this in the last episode, but I have such a great time making these episodes. And this podcast is my, definitely my favorite thing I've ever thought to do. But what do we have to look forward to? Well, for starters, we've got Iron Man 2 coming out next week, as well as Loki episode 5. And the week after, this is the episode. This, I, this is the episode that I am probably the most excited for. Black Widow. Movies finally coming out next week. I have my tickets. And I'm so excited to watch it. I'm so excited to talk about it. So that episode will be coming out the week after. That is what I'm looking forward to. And I hope you are all looking forward to that as well. 
But yeah, you know, connect with me on Instagram, connect with me on Twitter. You can find me at Oh Shoot Podcast on both of those platforms. And if you would like to come on as a guest for future episodes, I do have a link to an application on my link tree, which you can find both on my Instagram and Twitter page. I love connecting with everyone. So if you ever want to talk movies, talk theories, talk about you know, dogs, it it, it really doesn't matter. Feel free to DM me. I'm always happy to chat. And lastly, I just want to say we are on Apple Podcasts. So it would be the best if you would go on over and leave a rating and a review. Thank you so much again. And as always, stay nerdy. (laughs) 